0: The Everything Sequel Podcast is brought to you by Tuity Fitness and the Vegas Beer Guys. The Everything Sequel Podcast contains explicit
1: language. Because we learned it from you, Dad! Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is still the Spider-Man Edition. Today we're talking Spider-Man 3. Michael Schantz here of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, the man trying to keep the black muck out of his mouth, Tom Stewart,
0: Steward of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Say hello, Tom. It's a funny feeling not knowing who you are. I get a bump on the head and I'm as free as a bird. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just uh, one of many examples of a man I generally think
0: of as a fairly strong actor being terrible in this movie. Did you also? Were there also points in this movie where you thought you were watching an episode of General Hospital? Very much. Yes. It, which incidentally, it leans starred, very soap opera. Which incidentally also starred James Franco for a short while. That's true. That's true. <laughs> He did it as an acting experiment after he was famous. Do you know what he took away from that more than anything? I was going to tell you, but you tell me, because I think we have the same example. <laughs> Is it how quickly he can memorize lines?
1: Oh, no, 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 tell me. Just the the like the sheer tonnage of the work yeah. that they do day to day and week to week, and how much they shoot. Yeah. I, I just remember him telling a story where... Uh, maybe it was 127 hours after that. No, sure. At any rate, he was, he was going to do a movie and they said, why don't you go in the next room and take a look at this, the, the copy of these lines and then come back. <laughs> and he was in there for like five minutes and they said, you're done. And he goes, yeah, I've got it.
0: <laughs>
1: and it was because I
0: mean, that's tantam, that's tantamount to a superpower. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was because of the work he did
0: on, on general hospital. What was yours? go, Goblin Jr. could have done with some of that. <laughs> um, well, mine was... Uh, I think we probably listened to the same WTF interview. When it when it was still safe to enjoy content that included James Franco. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it, he, I remember him saying that he learned the hard, hard way... It's a similar uh, concept. He learned the hard way how little his stardom mattered when he was doing a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he assumed that having played the character, that once his time on the show was done, that, that the character was also done. But, <laughs> Not so much. But, but they, just recast, they just recast the character <laughs> and went on with this with the same guy. That's amazing. And he was just like, wow, my stardom really, really means nothing in this context. I love it. Um, it's an important lesson I, to learn. I, I, li- I like that story because, you know, he... Uh, it's a story at his expense and uh... yes right <laughs> and i'm for some board reason for those historically now. i'm enjoy i'm enjoying stories where yeah. <laughs> where uh, james franco is the butt of the joke i'm not quite sure why it might have something to do with his personal life don't start schools to have sex whoa i mean come on yeah there's a few moments in this film where i really got a flavor of that toxicity was it the dancing because yes. i got that problems my... with the dancing Uh, it's just just the way that he fucking twist just the way that he eat it was just the way that he eats pie Really? (laughs) that made me think yeah this guy's probably especially when asked how how it is so this guy's probably a predator yeah yeah (laughs) what he says so good
1: i know i know all i can think of is some somebody's force being forced to do something against their will oh yeah that involves strawberries all right, moving okay, on. Okay, let's move on. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking <laughs> Spider-Man 3, a 2007 <laughs> film directed by Sam Raimi. We've talked about Sam Raimi before, of course. You know him, evil, evil dad movies, uh, Dark Man, Simple Plan, The Quick and the Dead. Come on. This guy, this guy, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer?
0: Uh... If not, he's pretty close. I mean, with it, within within a select genre, you'd yeah. have to say absolutely. I don't know how he stacks up that. And he's against, just
1: one of those uh, directors where, I mean, he has such a signature style. Even when he's working within just this past summer, within the Marvel Universe again. Yeah. You can tell it's a Sam Raimi movie.
0: Yeah, because you know? it's full of eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking huge eyes.
1: I got a little factoid for you. Oh, I love factoids. This movie does that mean it's not true? It shouldn't be. Sixty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's officially ripe. <laughs> come on, come on, America, <laughs>
0: America, critic, American critics, get your shit together. Do you think that's retro? Do you think that that reflects the current sort of ambivalence towards recent Marvel movies? Maybe even raimi's doctor strange did people reconsider this in light of that oh i don't know i mean this film has a story which you know that beats that in that sense it beats out about four or five of the most recent marvel it's got too many stories mcu entries too many it's got too many too many stories too many too much it's too much too much fucking literally too much fucking perspective Well, on a budget of
1: 258 million, had an opening weekend of 151 million, I was there, USA in the USA. <laughs> th- I was not. 336.5 million. I had better things to do. And in the world, 894.9 million. Yeah, you never saw this until for the purposes of this podcast.
0: That's no, astonishing I, to me I,
1: as a movie fan. How dare
0: you? I knew I knew very little about it and uh you know, if 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 it was shocking in is it two thousand and three? Oh, okay. <laughs> You're way off. Two thousand and three is is a is my it was a very pejorative guess. <laughs> There's you a two thousand three ness about this film. No, <laughs> there is a two thousand seven ness
1: about this film, and you can yeah. tell because the effects are not as good as they think they are. They're awful. They're terrible.
0: I mean my they're, overall... They are note, in
1: moments comically bad.
0: Yeah. Um non <laughs> The foregrounds and backgrounds of the shots simply do not match. Yeah. There's one point it looks like the people are acting against a photograph. Right. <laughs> yes, right. And, and to your point, we're supposed I to think... be you know, we've moved ahead in time, but the effects have gone backwards. See, I don't think that's
1: I mean, you're right, but what it is 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 they're trying they have they, they've, they're they've just trying to do too much. So they have these... Too much. It's just too much. Too much. <laughs> they, have, they have these great fight scenes in Spider-Man 2 where you have a real sense of vertigo that yeah. we talked about on the sides of buildings. We have the train. And in this movie, you spoke to, I think, in our ranking episode, this is where the sky fighting starts in earnest. <laughs>
0: Boy. You know? and you can get and tam, camera tumbling you cannot get 15
1: minutes into this movie before literally it comes out of nowhere where peter's just riding his motorcycle yeah. down the damn street i thought i'd accidentally skip to the end of the movie on yeah, Netflix yeah exactly i was like we're here already but and i mean you know maybe i'll save it cuz we'll get there but what you notice within the effects are one shot circling around so they're you know yeah. that's what they're trying to go for and they think that they've they've got the technology to do it and they do <laughs> not they do not
0: they so do not this, I uh, say sir uh, yeah just to get off the get off the the, the, uh, the spinal tap too much yeah is this a, is this a case of um, Fraser Cranes if less is more just imagine how much more more is <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> oh my goodness. You know how I know this movie is a bad movie?
0: <laughs> Go on. Even the credits feel tired when they open up. <laughs> yeah, when the first your first reaction to the to the uh, title sequences, uh the adjectives boring, bland and cheap. You know, you know what's know amazing about
1: that is they're trying to do what? exactly what we loved in Spider-Man 2.
0: Yeah, except they missed the point entirely which Completely. Was that it looked like a looked like a comic book. Right. So they've darkened the tinge of the web. They've broadened the risen. pictures
1: instead right. of putting it- them into you know, they're still trying to frame them. Yeah. but in a way that feels lazy and stupid. Also, why are you showing us 70% of Spider-Man 1 yeah. again and 30% of what
0: happened in Spider-Man 2 as the uh, Embass recap? Well, I have a couple of theories about that. Go. Because you're absolutely right. It's way less of the second film recapped compared to the first. Uh, first of They're of all, recapping you know... stuff we already recapped within right. the series. Right. It's the you know uh, I think it's a classic example of the third in the trilogy looping back to the original. Sure. My other theory, which is borne out by the rest of the movie, is uh, they're they're scared about following Spider-Man Two, and they want you to forget it ever happened. <laughs> they know they've got nothing to beat it, right? That's amazing. If you, if you could, you'd, I mean, that's not a good place theories. to
1: start your movie from. That's a, from, from yeah. fright.
0: Well, yeah. And, and, you know, they went, so instead of the comic book style, they went to computer graphic style. So it just looks like stills of the people. Mm-hmm. So that basically you've taken the graphic element out of the graphics, <laughs> <laughs> you're more you're more concerned with photographic verisimilitude than you are mm-hmm. it looking like a piece of comic book art. Which again, for me, was the the reason why it succeeded in Spider Man Two. Also, I feel like this is much longer yeah. than than the Spider Man Two sequence, uh, which makes again makes no sense because there's hardly any of the second film recap, right, so exactly. it shouldn't be longer. Well, they um, had to
1: put in. Uh, you know names of uh, I imagine they of of entities that were computer graphing. Right, is that in there? I wasn't paying enough
0: attention. I don't know. Hmm. Um. So yeah, so it blows any attempt at efficiency, and and efficiency was what I liked about. Yeah. Also, what I liked about Spider Man too, it was like a it was like a pricey of the of the first film uh in a in a quick um you know it's just what you needed mm-hmm. this is both this is yeah this is this, this is, is both not enough and too much right <laughs> <Exactly>. never gonna <laughs> imagine how much more more will be
1: yeah we've moved on to symbiote credits was one of my mm-hmm. notes
0: and uh, you know the the embasses continue. We start with Spider Man watching himself on TV. Yeah. Um, your friendly neighborhood with like lazy dialogue. He says, "I'm your friendly neighborhood." You know. Yeah. How dare you? And then and then we have an early commercial break as he walks through Times Square and uh, purely to see yeah, the products that are on the products that are on offer. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, this the Spidey sense doesn't work on spitballs. Right. <laughs> and it, I guess there's another big embass. We get our first major inversion, which is that Spider-Man is now considered a, yeah. a mainstream hero. Right. Um, Jay Jonah's nightmare is complete. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not complete. It's just beginning. That's true. Yes. His nightmare is he's a he's basically a cameo in this film. Yeah. Right. Um, and oh, the broadest. I mean, we'll get there, but yeah, we'll 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 get there, but I mean. It's not a good use of anyone, but it's a particularly egregious use of JJ, I'd say. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, MJ's now in a, a fake Broadway show instead of a, an, an actual play as we saw here in, in in the in the last film. <laughs> Everything about um, this storyline is just a mess. <laughs> Everything right from yeah. the start. If, if you told me this was like this was a public domain Spider-Man movie, yeah, right. <laughs> that it was like a Canadian expired copyright production of Spider-Man, I go sure. That explains everything. <laughs> I don't know a lot of shows
1: where the third build actor is walking on okay. stage first. Okay,
0: so we're going. If we're gonna go here, and she's nothing fucking nothing, singing great, <laughs> but nothing some... about. <laughs> mj as a actor in this movie makes sense it's so it's both so in bad. terms of what the last film told us about her as a performer right and actually just and what happens movie, in this movie within, <laughs> within the narrative sense of this movie yeah. and part part of it is i mean i am part of it i'm looking at it from the inside as someone who actually works in theater so i'm probably you know i'm going to be critical of things that i simply know would not happen right she would not be fired that quickly her union would get involved she would never be she would never be forced to take a job uh below her status that quickly it might happen in like a year two years it's not gonna happen in a week in a day you you can't (laughs) get fired from a show that easily right and you certainly would have an a, another commens, a job commensurate with your experience waiting for you if you were an actor at that level, which is what the last one told us she was. Yeah, she's not starting out, and she's white, blonde, and beautiful, and young, and singing well. And when, <laughs> well, this is what I don't understand. When like, they pan the audience, the audience is way into it. They're all smiling and loving it. This this is actually a rare a rare moment in this movie. I wanted it to be more broad. I wanted her singing to be worse, and I wanted the audience reaction to be more critical. Because what we get, as you say, is is fine singing, fine singing, and then um, a couple of theatre goers, a couple of under fives, who are like, Yeah, yeah, she was good. She was pretty good. And I'm like, What are you trying to tell us? Yeah, right. (laughs) And I mean, I the know only broad with, part know...
1: comes from James Franco looking through his binoculars,
0: <laughs> <laughs> twiddling his imaginary mustache. Yes, um, but, but but you know, like at that, the problem is, I get like I get within the frame of it that that is there to gaslight Peter Parker into thinking that she's better because he's in love with her and he doesn't see that. She sucks, except as you said, she doesn't suck. Yeah, she's perfectly she's fine. She's at least, she's at least um, competent. Um, and I wish that, I don't know. I wish they'd done that in a different way. Like I appreciate the fact I that they've done everything subtlety. in this movie a different way. I know, but I appreciate <laughs> the fact that they've gone gone for subtlety here, right? And yeah. that she's not like you know, um, a terrible singer, and that the audience are kind of nonplussed. I appreciate that but in the story you're trying to tell it doesn't help. Yeah oh yeah it, no we no. get off on the wrong foot. Right. Because of what the rest of the film tells us she's immediately fired she's you know she ends up taking a job as a singing waitress and aside from the fact that that simply would not happen uh, uh, in terms of plausibility it also doesn't make sense within the story you're trying to tell. Yeah. Um but apart from that I think it's great. I mean <laughs>
1: Apart from everything we've stated already, it's great. It yeah. works just fine. Yeah. One of my notes is how thinly this movie gets stretched early on because... <laughs> so Also a bad sign. P- yeah, Peter's at a play. Yes. That play, you have to assume, well, you know, I mean, we're, we're meeting so many characters and it feels like we're meeting them all after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Because he I goes, do. from the play, then we meet the Sandman who's breaking into Teresa Russell's house to see his kid. And then we see Aunt May. <laughs> like, like, yeah. is Peter me- meeting Aunt May at what time? Very good point. All I know is he's a shitty son. Because he's waking up an old woman at,
0: like, midnight. What an asshole. Yeah, and it's all... And also, it all he takes feel- the ring, dick. Dick. It all feels like it's from a like a not very good Hollywood melodrama from the early 1930s. Yeah. Like when It the, doesn't when when help first... that it I, I don't think,
1: I don't think it helps that Thomas Hayden Church is dressed like Freddy Krueger's bizarre cousin. <laughs>
0: well, that's just, like you know once the the sandman is introduced to us as an escaped convict with a sick daughter i'm like what is this i am a fugitive from a chain gang i thought i was in a spider-man movie (laughs) um and then you know the meeting in the kitchen you know it's um it immediately makes the mistake of uh, establishing the, si- the situation entirely well visually and then giving us a whole load of verbal exposition that we did. Yeah. like it's like you visually did what you needed did to do Everything and now you we needed have to, to do. yeah uh, and that's like that that's the again like this well this it movie just feels has, like we have its own set of problems but it also has the last film's yeah. problems as well. Well part of it is
1: is it feels like hey we we hired Teresa Russell. we may as well have her say something.
0: Yeah, and again, I think I said in the in the ranking episode, she she's not going to pass that vegetable test because no, yeah. everything that comes out of her mouth is Uncle Ben this, Uncle Ben that. <laughs> I half I half I half expected her to like reach up in the closet and get some Uncle Ben rice and start crying. <laughs> Might as well have done. That would be um, on par for this movie. <laughs> it would. It it would. Uh, why does everything look so cheap? I, yeah that nighttime that nighttime park scene. I was like, production values. hello the dry ice on that stage looked more convincing than that setup <laughs> um nothing
1: that's the uh, other thing well, is I mean everything that happens in this movie only happens to five people
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? like they're sitting in the way. And I do it's like a film made during COVID. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's <laughs> like exactly. where no one can no one can actually interact with each other. It's like
1: only 5 people live in New York City. They're sitting in That's, their web yeah. and the symbiote <laughs> crash lands. I mean, 20 feet Again, away. Again, it's
0: like that it's and like And it, soundsta- <laughs> no. they don't it's even hear it. Sounded No. It's like that early 30s. Glance. It's it's like that early 30s um soundstage feel. Yeah, right. But it's like why why should a 2007 movie have this. Um <laughs> uh, And you know, the the film is also some might say burdened with having to pay off the teaser of the last film, so Harry's gotta come straight in as Goblin Jr.
1: Oh um, well as
0: I said before, comes in hard and quick. Comes in hard and quick. Um and you know And this is the... supposed to be the
1: show off look what we have here in our uh abilities. Yeah, with effects wise. That, I mean, just it almost immediately drags the movie down into mediocrity.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, it tries to. Uh, I assume they're trying to set out their stall visually as to what this movie is going to be about. But all I can think about is how leaden and generic the direction of uh, yeah is. There's no spark to the use of camera or the framing. It just it feels like Sam Raimi's given up. Before the film's even started. Right. Um And you know, the the CGI sky fighting, at least in this movie, and anecdotally in every every time I've seen it, mm-hmm. but certainly from the evidence of this film, it's visually annoying and incoherent. Right. And that's the big problem. It's like it it doesn't um well it it completely lacks that visceral quality that we talked about in Spider Man two, but I think they think they're getting it. By zooming that's what into I think too. Face. Yeah, I think they, they, they think, think they're doing good work by zooming into people's faces periodically. They think that that's the same as it feeling visceral, and it's mm-hmm. absolutely not.
1: <laughs> and they think by it
0: underlines how uh, antiseptic it feels,
1: right? And I think they think that uh, making regressive choices in editing, meaning keep the camera on and have it spinning around these guys as they're yeah. sky fighting, is a step up in they do, the yes. evolution of of. What we're seeing in superhero movies, and I think they think it's a positive and it's a negative.
0: Yeah, and I, I, you know, I even though obviously it's a big surprise that we're we've got the confrontation between Harry and Peter so early. I guess they would argue that they're dealing with the ongoing story. They're essentially wrapping up the last movie before they start the other one. Except that's well, not what they do. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> 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 like what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but it feels yeah. you know it's a.
1: It I have a note here. Um It's like a a six, seven, eight full minute fight.
0: Yeah. I mean it's full of placeholder dialogue, by the way. Yeah, right. Exactly and again, exactly what the last movie avoided. Yeah. At one point he says, Hate those things I was just gonna when... say the the like they think
1: they they think the, the pinnacle of that is I hate those things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's classic. That's the classic placeholder dialogue mistake, right? Um, and it's particularly bad in. I a mean, we just previously avoided it,
1: right? We were just talking about in our last series when we're talking about the speeder chase. Yeah, with Jedi, zero dialogue, no fucking dialogue.
0: You know, <laughs> no music because you don't you don't need it. No, you don't. You need you just need natural sound to yeah um, to carry you. There's so many. Here's another problem. And this might lend to the to the visual annoyance. So many blurred edges around the around the bodies, yeah, between yeah, right. the bodies and the backgrounds. Right. Like, how much of this is a desired effect, and how much is a byproduct of it going wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, I never quite know in this period of CGI. <laughs> like, because you know, you know, I like, I, I was in film uh, film school. I was studying film in a university. Um, In the early two thousands, and I do remember, you know, the 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 academic defences of of a of of kind of computer graphic style, and you know, it refers to its own flatness, and that kind, you know, like sky Sky Captain and um,
1: yeah, the world and I
0: always had and I always had the counter argument of like, you know, people don't go to see the Phantom Menace and say it's referring to its own flatness; they just go, "That looks shit." Yeah, Yeah. Right. But I always I always wonder it's like, you know, the people making it are like, wow, that's 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 new. That's different. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if they're, they're like convincing themselves that that just because it's an effect we've never achieved before, that it's worth pursuing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and narratively, I
1: mean, it's funny because it's I, I referenced before that it feels like it's stretching thin, but
0: simultaneously it sags as well. Like, it's, yeah. it's just in, well, that's, that, you know like, This film has the so, same, like, it, it has the same saggy midsection as the last film. Yeah, right. Except the, pa- the pace never got going. Yeah, exactly. It's just that throughout. <laughs> because
1: in this first half hour, you have, there's so much setting up. You have to set up MJ's problems with acting. You have to set up. Yes. yes, you do, because she never had them before. Yeah, exactly. You have to set up that, that Peter wants to marry her. You. you have to set up that there's a symbiote. It's just going to cling to his license plate and hang out in the movie for an hour without becoming relevant. Then you have to it's meet Sandman.
0: It's taking a tour of New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I half expected to see it on like an open-air bus. Right. Just, driving, just like checking out the Empire State oh, Building. Oh, fuck. you
1: got you to <laughs> meet Sandman. You have to meet... Gwen Stacy as a possible next He has next to become girlfriend. Sandman. He has to become Sandman and you have to meet the <laughs> photographer. I mean and that's I think well, who who will all... later become ve- who will later become Venom. Right. And all of that except Gwen <laughs> Stacy and Brock Peters. Brock Peters, right? Uh, no, no, Eddie Brock.
0: Eddie Brock. <laughs> no, no, Brock. Peters. I, I gotta say, Wait, no, I'm, je- I'm, I'm jealous of that parallel universe in which Brock Peters is Venom. <laughs> What's Brock Peters? Is that from The Simpsons? No, he's, uh, uh what do you call it? Uh, that's, that's Kent Brockman. Brock Peters is, uh, a uh, 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 Tom, Rob- uh, no, uh, that's, yeah, right, Tom, Tom Robinson. Is it? I don't think I'm, lo- I don't, can't believe I'm looking up Brock Peters now. I'm uh, fucking freaking out. I wasn't my IMDb wasn't prepared for this. Yeah, Tom Robinson, Brock Peters, Star Trek. Okay. Uh Badmeral, he's the he's the Badmeral. You know what, you know why? I I uh you having a stroke. Well, no, <laughs> I just just, a couple, just like a week ago I went and
1: saw to Kill a Mockingbird in
0: theaters. The the play or the movie? The movie. Cuz the play is also Yeah, the play in is San around. San Diego yeah. now with um yeah. with John Boy Walton. All right. Um Anyway, <laughs> so I, 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 so yeah, like, you're absolutely, all of that, by the way, right. all of that, except A- for... about everything, except it being Brock <laughs> right, Peters, you're right. absolutely right. So all of it, except
1: for Eddie Brock and Gwen Stacy, who we meet the next morning, all happens yeah. in the first fucking night. That's true. Like, who are these scientists doing this particle test at like 2 Uh, a.m.? Also, they're the
0: worst fucking scientists I've ever seen. It's like Ed Wood on a mid-range budget, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, right. And then halfway through, a dog gets punched. Yeah, I have that note too. (laughs) I said punches punches a dog question mark. It's so. I mean, I don't like it. it lurches in. No, I mean obviously you know how I feel about that. But it lurches into melodrama so quickly yeah. and easily, and and like B movie melodrama, right? Like, or like Z movie melodrama. You know, sometimes. you know
1: how it's B movie. There's not a sign that says "Keep out, danger." Yeah. Keep... There's a fucking <laughs> sign that says. What does it say? Some. It's like. Particle testing.
0: Yeah, that's right. You're so right. It is something... It's something very specific. So specific. And these fucking um, doctors... I, listen, I... I...
1: So... I think I mentioned in our uh, ranking episode that I kind of had a little bit of an evolution within this movie because it's so bad. It there are moments that are so yeah. ridiculous that I kind yeah. of enjoyed it a little bit more this watching. Agreed. Agreed. And one of them is when one of these scientists goes, uh, "There's a some sort of life form inside of this particle test." He goes, "Yeah, it's probably a bird." And someone yeah. else goes, "Yeah, it'll fly away." Like like the minimal amount
0: of caring about science, it's I think, so I,
1: fucking funny to me.
0: And again, it's like it's the dialogue equivalent of the writers giving up. Yeah, isn't it? exactly. You can see it happen on screen. <laughs> ah, it's probably a bird. Yeah, yeah. Ah, we're going think to lunch. I can't think say, of a better Meh. reason. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, if we say it's a bird, we all go home early. It's fucking um, great. And then this is the point, you know. This is the general hospital of it all. Harry goes into a coma and gets amnesia. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so on point. And you know, the the last film was somehow able to weave new and ongoing storylines into one organic whole. Yeah, right. This one, it just you end one and you start they another. They all feel so disparate, like they all, you know. Yeah, it's the key. The key image for me in the movie is when. Uh, Peter Parker is looking in in a jewelry shop window at the wedding ring, and it says "layaway available" mm-hmm. because that's what this movie does to its villains. It puts them on layaway. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, 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 they're on like a twenty minute layaway, and then they go back to. <laughs> like it, it, it finds a narrative reason. <laughs> but every time sometime, they you know, come and actually, back. amnesia is the better one. Yeah, for these villains not to be a part of the story for a while. Yeah. And every time they and come back, they cu- it's
1: jarring. You're like...
0: yeah. You, you, I mean, the Venom thinking, is just like... Oh, we're going here now. Okay. Yeah. And I remember thinking when Harry got amnesia, I was like, okay, so this is one of two things. It's either this is how we deal with the narrative problem we've got ourselves into yeah. with, with Goblin Jr. With enemies. With, with this ongoing story. Or... We use amnesia to create further drama down the line of the movie. So, but, and it later turned out it's both. It's both. And right. they're both equally as clunky. Yeah. <laughs> so, the whole reason you know, he has
1: amnesia is because we got to get two other villains crammed in here.
0: Right. Which, and again, like, if that's the reason the film fails to do that. Yeah, right. Because then you would wait longer to bring Harry out of his amnesia and and start Venom earlier and not have him just appear at the beginning and ending of, of, of most scenes. Yeah. Alright. He's in now he's in his apartment. Let's take now. a break. Yeah. We're it's gonna, a lot. Yeah. This movie's a lot. It's it's just it's so much. <laughs> it's overwhelming. Yeah. And yet extremely underwhelming at the same time. <laughs> I
1: wrote amnesia Holy week storytelling. Yeah, and then we have uh, we have uh, a Roxanne CGI wake up. So we'll get we'll get to, we'll, we'll get to more bad <laughs> yeah, CGI. I, I got
0: a lot to say about this. Your your right to uh, your you will right to decide on a break. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen.
1: Go ahead and check out 2 T Fitness. Tina Bernard has got you for all your needs. I know her personally; she's fantastic. You're not gonna meet a better person to help you become the new you. Check it out. And we're back. Tom and I are here discussing the sloppy mess. <laughs> Notice sometimes Man literally.
0: 3.
1: Yes, right. There's a lot of slop in this film. There's a lot of slop. And by the way, there's way more fucking sand in New York than I ever thought possible.
0: <laughs>
1: this is where... Um, I've never seen a whole truck filled with sand myself. A whole truck myself. filled
0: with sand, yeah. <laughs> That's your... Uh, not, not even um, Looney Tunes' Acme products sunk that low. Yeah, right. Greater verisimilitude in their products than uh, the ones you see here in New York.
1: So you have you have you have more to say about CGI what? Sandman. <laughs> all, all I'll say is, again, it's a perfect example of something that's not nearly as good as they think yeah. it is.
0: Yeah, they clearly think it's the showstopper effects moment, don't they? Well, they last, they they, they linger on it long enough for to Yeah, make that's me what I that. mean. Yeah, and there are two problems with this, <laughs> at least. Just two. No, At least, minimally, two problems with this. We talked one, in the last. It sucks. Well, okay, three. Um, <laughs> we talked in the last film about how one of the strengths was that it never let the effects carry the narrative. Yeah. The effects were just part of the world, of the story. And this is setting out your stall and this saying the exactly the opposite. opposite saying, right? like, saying, this is all you have to look at <laughs> yeah. and think about. And also, I mean, maybe this is why I thought it was 2003. Morphing is already dated a good 10 years <laughs> by this point, right? Like the we peak, talked about it in Star yeah, Trek uh, 4. Early 90s is the peak of this, like, yeah. morphing, when morphing was all you could do with CGI. It was mm-hmm. Odo in Deep Space Nine, the T2, yeah. um, uh, Liquid Metal... And I feel like we grew out of it. And except this film this is This is more than fifteen years later. Yeah, and, and this film worse. is pinning is pinning, you know, all the spectacle of the movie on something that even by two thousand seven people would see as dated. And it doesn't help that Sam Raimi
1: makes the choice to show what you know, to show such a close-up that it looks like rocks yeah. tumbling over each other to become what we as we pan out realizes sand as if you couldn't figure
0: it out immediately and as the you know as the as the sandman story such as it is goes on mm-hmm. um you you keep waiting for it to feel visceral and it never does no yeah even when even when his like his face is eroding against a train against a moving train yeah you're waiting for that moment of body horror that never comes mm mm-hmm. mhm and if you can't achieve it in that moment what's it all for and i was going to say
1: cuz that's probably the best moment we get
0: and it's, it's still not good it, <laughs> it looks completely fake it never yeah. feels like it's happening to a person or a no. face yeah. and i and i don't understand why you would do that sequence if, if you can't achieve it if you can't that. make it work right, yeah. right. especially if your son rami who you know you would be who embarrassed yeah. Well, yeah, you'd be embarrassed to to come up that short on your body horror. I would, mm-hmm. I would think. Um, again, we get back to
1: the five people that live in this fucking city because <laughs> Gwen Stacy, despite being a science nerd, is also a model.
0: Right. Yeah. And again, I don't know what this movie's trying to tell us about this this woman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. She's she's in and and I think there is a you know this is a rocky film for women, yeah for sure. Parts of the last one are, but this one is too. Uh, so she's in the science class, but she's copying from Peter. So she's in a smart milieu, but she's not smart. I don't well like, I copying. Don't... Well he's tutoring her on the side or I I don't know what I don't know what the movie's trying to tell us. Yeah, I mean about they're working together and and Yes, he might be And then the next time we see her, she's just you know, she's a physical object because she's yeah. a model and it's like, oh what are you trying to tell us? And and a damsel in distress. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh fuck. Big you know, time. It's like Uh and she's between the uh the father and the boyfriend. This is the worst Some of the worst dialogue maybe ever. So I basically, to sum up, I don't know what's going on with Gwen, but I'm pretty sure it undermines women. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, right. (laughs) I mean,
1: a father and a boyfriend. See daughter and girlfriend about to die. Yeah. Through the 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 scope, through the lens of his camera.
0: Must mm-hmm. be some camera, how close he got. <laughs> but... Well, I gotta I gotta say, he, the stuff he's doing with his camera is way better than what Raimi's doing with his. That's true, <laughs> you're right. Raimi needs to take... Uh, take a Ben's, take a advice and Andy focus Brock. more on lighting. Lighting was his friend in the last movie, and here he's ba- abandoned it completely. And I got, you know, you and I, of course, we're,
1: you know, we, we watch the movies. We don't read the comics. But... I, <laughs>
0: But <laughs> if there's one thing you learned from yeah. the very first episode of this, we know shit all about we the comic book origins the of any superhero.
1: Movie. But I do know, despite my my Brock Peters fuck up, I do know that Eddie Brock is the name of the character in the Venom movies. Like that—that's the uh-huh. name of the character. And so I have so to So this wonder... guy becomes
0: Tom Hardy at one point. Is that what yeah, you're right. you are telling? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh God. So what that's I have just, to wonder... That's just made this movie worse.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> our, our fans of the comic book, they can't be happy with no. what a piece of shit Topher Grace is in this movie. He's such an asshole. Or Peter Parker.
0: Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I mean, sometimes that happens where characters are underwritten to the point that they're just not sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Except it really matters in the story yeah, of this exactly. movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the... Like, you don't need a darker version of Spider-Man when, when Spider-Man himself has been an insufferable jerk up until this point in the film. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting because... But I also, about- just to go back for a second, okay, I really on, yeah.
1: hate when he he looks through his camera lens, he says, that's Gwen Stacy. The dad <laughs> says, what? And looks through the lens, he's like, who the hell are you? He goes, my, my name's Eddie Brock, I'm a photographer for the newspaper, and I'm dating your girlfriend. I mean, he says it like it's a joke. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's hanging off the side of the building about to fucking die.
0: Fucking hate that. I do too, yeah. Also that sort of uh, sub-Austin Powers fashion photographer. Yeah, right, right. I was like, oh, we're we're, the comedy in this movie is in trouble if this is... Well, when you get to the shaking desk jokes, the broadest possible comedy. I would say starting with a buzzer that stops JJ being JJ hamstrings JK Simmons a little. <laughs> now we know we know from the last just movie a, he's just a He bit. is capable of breaking the mould on pretty much anything. Sure. This might be a little too much for him to counter. This is hasty. Because basically you've got a buzzer on the table. That saying stop you from, being funny stop being the guy that you stop are stop being a good character that we want to see <laughs> that is the best thing about the previous film oh fuck yeah that's great where we get we get Stan, Stan Lee uh, mm-hmm. which we didn't have in Spider-Man 2 right? when does this whole Stan Lee no he's in it somewhere he's oh. in all of them I remember him in Hulk because it's okay. him and Luke well, congratulations then it's him and Luferigno and like a as a, oh, makes as a more security sense. guard. Man, you like the you like Hulk. I've seen it a few times. It's better than you remember. All right, I'll risk. go back. I saw it the once. Oh yeah, yeah. It's worth a second. Uh, worth a second viewing. All right. Um. I, I, I but not like I don't know. Like again, I was like, I had this. <laughs> Sorry, I had this ahead. idea in my head of, of of. Stanley cameos, obviously prior to his death, used to be good, and they got increasingly worse. Yeah, this is not interesting or funny. No, I think they're. I I think they're they always bad.
1: Yeah, I you know it, it always immediately takes me out of any moment that I you know am trying to be in. It's
0: really good in the Lego Spider Man. Is it? Yes, yeah, he's he's great. He's in the Lego Spider Man, and I always laugh. All right. Every time, you know, every time I have to watch it, which is a good 25, <laughs> 26 times that I've seen that same episode of Lego Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Five-year-old. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have so... a note here that Go says,
1: <laughs> I have a note here that says, we're 50 minutes in and I think the first act has ended.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure. It's difficult to tell. Um, <laughs> with it just like this is the point where the villains are just wandering the streets between scenes, right? (laughs) Like, like we've got nothing to do with these guys. They're just, (laughs) they're just kind of, again, they're on their own little tour of um, New York, New York city. And then, you know, the, the having sand spill out of his ear, the King Kong universal monster pathos stuff in the last film was so well done. And here it's just not earned, right? No, yeah. Especially, and it's this funny because
1: po- they're going for the same thing. They're yeah, going, exactly.
0: You know, We've they're got- obviously going for a, a sympathetic a sympathetic villain. But and that also that that to me casts doubt on the the choice to wait so long to reveal to us that he is s- the again, big again. ass retcon. But he is somewhat innocent, and he's not really innocent. I, I can't get my yeah. head around this. But he's more innocent than you think he is there. Conservatively, I'll say that. He's
1: more innocent but than... We need to than, know well, that. Well, wait, to get hang the... on. This is one of the things that's really aggravating about this movie, because he's more innocent than Sam Raimi chooses to show us through Peter Parker's imagining of what happened. Yeah. Because we see the scene twice. We see what Peter thinks happened, and yeah. then we see what actually
0: happened. That's true. All in black, like <laughs> oh, yeah, and white. right. But, but we have no reason to pity him at this point. No, yeah. And actually, I would argue when you find out the truth, not you much don't, more you reason still don't. to pity him. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, it's. It's just yeah. I mean, it, the film, I... film. The film throughout is also trying to again, and this is this is what the third movie in, trilogies tend to do is like. We go back to the key iconography of the past two films, mm-hmm. and they repeat the kiss moment, but with a different woman. See, but I'm totally on MJ's side. Yeah, how could Peter that... fucking do that? Uh, how could you well, be so I mean. vapid he, he's... as to not understand how so upsetting that would be? Here's the se- here's the problem with the Spider-Man bit of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> We talked about how uh, Spider-Man Two leeches off the plot of Superman Two, sure, and Spider-Man Three does exactly the same with Superman (laughs) Three, because you know they're not on. uh, They just need to be on top
1: of the Empire State Building.
0: Dark Spider-Man. I mean the Statue of Liberty. Dark Spider-Man is essentially douche man, right? Yeah. And there's even a, the scene where Spider, where Dark Spider Man goes to Aunt May, is is the there's the equivalent scene of, um, Lana Langley and mm-hmm. you know where he's like, uh, you know the bridge, the tra- yeah. the accident on the bridge. It'll wait. wait. Yeah. We'll get there. It's the same scene, except what's like, uh, you know, and uh, obviously I'd <laughs> like to see. A, I would like something to see... of a bias towards Superman three, yeah. but I would like to see Black Spider Man flinging peanuts at glasses. Like the the basically the the venom version of Spider Man in this movie has the same effect on Spider Man as the tar-infused tar infused kryptonites in yeah. in Superman three has on Superman, except that there's a character change there. Like mm-hmm. Clark Kent isn't acting like a douche, and then you know having some tar infused kryptonite and then acting like a bit more like progressively more of a douche. He's, you know, it goes from a guy, you know, a decent guy to a not decent guy. Right. And something to some, for some reason, that tar means he doesn't turn evil. He just becomes a toxic male. (laughs) And the same is true here. Yeah. He's not evil. He's just, he's just a douche. Finger gun douche. He's spider douche. Finger gun douche. But there's no contrast because it's like, (laughs) because this is... It's a culmination of everything we've seen about Peter, and that's not how it should work. Yeah, right. As a storyline, you don't need a Dark Spider Man when Spider Man has been dark throughout the entirety of the movie. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I. So right about I, also, here. Also, also this, you know, this is sort of. It's a sitcom version of a romance, right? A lot of three. I was company, just gonna say, yeah, totally. Understandings and. Uh, and then that's we, where get, we get Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Bruce, that's exactly what I have <laughs> yeah. as the Cluso-esque maitre D. Yes, uh, and I think we mentioned so far.
1: <laughs> I was going to say I think we mentioned in our ranking episode that that uh, or at least I said that I prefer the usher at the at at the uh, play yes. in the second movie to this Matre D. Yeah. And yet the maitre D might be the best part of this movie.
0: <laughs> Completely, yeah and and they lean on him so much like oh, heavy. To, to to carry the scene and that's not how you know that's not how cameos work you know you, you, you yes. you're in and you you're in and out and the movie should be fine without it um and this really this really isn't uh, oh every so, time he's
1: clapping that guy back to <laughs> to go away again really gets yeah. me um
0: he's funny mm mm-hmm. mhm uh yeah, again, all this, you've already alluded to oh, I think to we kind this. of re-brushed we, we past something? that uh,
1: armored car robbery, the Sandman. Okay. I don't know. It's it's our first peek into... Well, no, it's not the first peek. I mean, obviously, when we first see Sandman, that's a pretty big peek into how terrible the effects are. But yeah. when he grows out of that sand truck, the famous New York sand trucks yeah um (laughs) it was shockingly violent too like i gotta imagine that
0: cop's dead that cop that went through the windshield yeah and and spider-man's killing even more people than the villains in this film yeah right um which again doesn't do much for his status as hero that he's supposed to fall from right (laughs) yes uh and the you know the repartee is just awful i'm the sheriff around these parts mm-hmm. you know it's like even lego spider-man would bulk at that kind of dialogue <laughs> um and everything has to be reduced to a joke and it's really interesting right. like, like where do these
1: guys come from
0: yeah and like it's it's kind of amazing i have the note here that the like the editing in the last film was one of its strengths like it managed to produce yeah a that's what yeah. effect but but here again it has the opposite effect it it it, it numbs you to every everything that's happening mm-hmm. and it's like I don't like it's it's not only that you've got the same director who's unable to do the same thing but you've also got a same director using the same techniques yeah right and is yeah. yet unable to achieve the same effects it's it's, it's almost it's like, so odd it makes me think that you know Lars von Trier is off screen like there's some kind of like In the way, you know, that Five Complications documentary where he challenges a a film director to remake his own film with certain conditions every single time. This is what it feels like. Right, right, yeah. It's like, remake Spider-Man 2, but take out everything that's good.
1: (laughs) All right then, sir. (laughs) I present to you Spider-Man 3. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, too, because now we're going to, you know, we mentioned Bruce Campbell and. The narrative within is that he's going to try to propose to MJ, but he's being such a fucking dick that yeah. she leaves the restaurant. And then the next scene, I think, is when we learn. The, this is, by the, the way, Venom is not involved yet. No, no, has he's not, not shown acting up. this
0: way because of Venom. Let's make Just that abundantly clear. Just been hanging out in
1: Peter's apartment for weeks.
0: Yeah, is 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 there some sort of residual? Venom effect that makes him a douche. If so, it's not clear. Yeah, it's not clear in the movie. That would have been fine. I think I would we have get one
1: that. scene where we see Venom ominously crawling over books and shit, <laughs>
0: deciding not to to infect Peter. And that yet. is exactly how it's written in the script. <laughs> sure, yeah. Ominously crawling over books and shit. <laughs> I'm a screenwriter. I wrote um, down
1: because this is where, you know, you're gonna like. It's so funny that they put such an actor. Like James Cromwell into the movie to do almost nothing.
0: <laughs> almost nothing. To essentially turn up at a funeral at the end. Two scenes and yeah. a funeral. Um, <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's really That's odd, not the isn't movie it? you want,
1: right? Two scenes and a funeral? Two scenes and a funeral. The, the James I don't think Cromwell's that's the name story. of that movie. Yeah. That's the name of James Cromwell's biography. But this is where we're going to get the biggest
0: recon of the series. I wrote yeah. down, we thought this guy killed your uncle, laugh out loud. It's also a storyline that you don't need to make active again. Right. right? Like So, but it's, here's it's the thing. It's been put to bed already.
1: Here's the thing that I think is one of the weakest things about this movie. Peter's having current problems with his girlfriend. Yeah. Now, you know, you would think that that might be enough internal conflict for a character, and yet they try to like you said they loop back. Mm. To the first spider-man to try to build this internal conflict yeah so all of a sudden he's gonna be angry spider-man again which i guess is supposed to lean in towards the symbiote
0: right but what i mean again we don't know the comics but is that why venom picks him i yeah that's not clear in the movie
1: but the the also, venom there's... movies would make you think that Venom is strictly with Eddie Brock, so I don't, I don't really
0: know how the com. I don't, you know, like we said, I don't know how. I think he, I think he does overtake. I don't know. I don't know. We're not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not qualified to talk about. <laughs> um, to talk about that. Let's and not then, go this, down that road. Yeah. So yeah, and you need to do a hell of a lot of retconning to to um to make Ben's death a storyline again. Mm-hmm. And there's some there's some some other terrible storytelling here. The fact that the Eddie Brock story has just been reverse engineered for him to get a photo of Spider-Man yeah. doing something dark. And that's bad enough. But when you realize that that doesn't even happen mm-hmm. and that he has to create he has to Photoshop it. He's gotta glass it. You're like it's like so you reverse engineered it. Right. And then didn't do the thing that you reverse engineered it for. Yeah. <laughs> and just generally really weak connective tissue between any of yes. the storylines. Like really thin. Spider-Man thin. gets Venomed. Sandman's Ben's murderer. Venom attacks during a dream. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, it's <right. laughs> uh, yeah, Peter's
1: just chilling in his
0: apartment with his Spidey suit on. Yeah. um, He... Once he gets venomed, he changes to an emo hairstyle, which I didn't That's... know whether that was supposed to be a joke or not. Well, when he, I wrote, I thought
1: it was so funny when he like looks in the mirror and pulls it down. Yeah.
0: You know, when he's walking the streets. Um, the Russians are back. Yeah. Uh, they seem different this time. They're a little broader. I was going to well, yeah, that's what I was just saying. A little more Yakov Shmirnov. Also yeah. a little more, but also a little more human. Like, they suddenly like Peter. Which doesn't seem consistent with what we've seen. I mean, the, the, the yeah, baker, I mean, baker you know. lady likes him, but right. um, uh, the head Russian doesn't. The dad. Dad Russian, yeah. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> uh, MJ becomes a singing waitress. They obviously you know, cut. They obviously cut that scene. One of those many singing waitresses jobs. Uh, they obviously like as if this makes as if the, this already doesn't make sense, and they're cutting the scene where he shows you what happened. You know, you just see the 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 want ad being taken out of the window by the guy from Office Space. Yeah. and it's like I'm sure he. It's like, do you think he'd be happy that he got his scene cut? I know, right? <laughs> or not? Also, um, I mean,
1: let's not gloss over
0: it because we, you know. Omelets?
1: Well, I was going to say, it's an hour and five minutes into this movie when Spider-Man
0: finally becomes Venom. Right.
1: That's Um, a long time.
0: And at this point, so we have a kind of like a, a switcheroo, don't we, where... Harry's become the nicest guy in the world. He's become the, the, the James Franco yeah. that we knew before the right. uh, before we knew who James Franco was. Before incidents was. happened. Yeah. And he's just making an omelette and dancing. Oh, the dancing. Uh, Fucking hysterical. The twist? Why are we spending time on... Well, first of all, why are we spending time on this? Also, and this is so basic... It's so basic, I can't believe this film got this wrong. But if any film was going to get this wrong, it was going to be this one. <laughs> he says to his butler, and we're not done with him.
1: Oh, man. No, yeah.
0: Harry says to his butler... Uh, I love this I've got, I've, I've got company. Can we get some food? Get some food, right? Now, to me, that means ordering food. Yeah. In the next scene, we see them cooking. I'm like, no, the word is groceries. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not what the last scene told us was going to happen. But
1: I also like because what what is it that Harry says that the butler doesn't understand? I don't know. He says I'm having some guests over. He I think and he says some guests. He goes yeah,
0: some guests. Can we get some food? Some guests. Because he I put the implication that he's like a loner now that he doesn't have company because he's been alone for so long. There's so much so much surrounding that butler that I don't understand. Oh man. That is just the that is just the beginning of what I don't understand about that butler. Love it, uh, Harry. Um... We have so I mean we kind of we talked about it earlier, but
1: we have that big ass underground fight between oh, Spidey yeah. and the Sandman. Uh huh. And it feels I mean I, you know this movie is so set piece heavy. Mhm. And again, it's it's one of those it like every time they have a set piece it's look what we can do and Absolutely, it's not yeah, much yeah
0: it's effects centered storytelling yeah of the of the of the worst kind and sadly that is what that is the legacy of this film i think
1: yeah right right right
0: um uh it doesn't seem like yeah so he carry gets his memory back revealing that not only was it a terrible storytelling choice it was all just to put Goblin Junior on the shelf for a while. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, the, the other thing about this this fight is it doesn't seem like either of the actors are taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. The underground um, one. Yeah. Or the uh, did, uh, fight with Harry. The fight with Harry. Okay. That's a separate scene, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Wow. There's so many. Because there are so
1: many villains.
0: And Spider-Man murders Harry at the end of it. Yeah, essentially, and that's what the I mean. What's the film tells us? He certainly in intends to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get our second JJ scene in about ninety minutes of uh, yeah. the film, oh, right? Um, the fake photo, which devalues all the reverse engineering, and then this is what I really wanted to talk about. Okay, the funky walk. Oh yeah, so this is, this is one of my evolutions for the movie. Think this is one of your what?
1: One of my evolutions. Yeah,
0: because when I I, saw it in the theater, I think I think we feel the same.
1: I thought this was so broad and so dumb. Mm -hmm. I couldn't Mm -hmm. possibly imagine how it ended up in the film. (laughs) And then on this viewing, there is, there are, there, there is at least one woman at the beginning of this finger gun dance who's kind of looking at him like, well, that's interesting. Look at this fine fellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's only the one. And then after that, what I do love about it now is every single person he comes in contact with is looking at him exactly as they should. They are considering him to be as completely fucking ridiculous as he is being. And so the movie now feels like it's in on the joke finally.
0: Yeah. That's exactly that how I feel. Yeah, That works, so... Well, would, would you be interested to know that this was the scene that Into the Spider-Verse uh, <laughs> parodied? Oh, man, I gotta watch it. Fuck. So this is, this. it's this scene set to the same, you know, the um, same music, the James Brown song. Mm-hmm. And then they say, you know, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> um, so... It is obviously, there's an overview of it as the nadir of the series, but I, like you, think it is possibly the best part of this film. I think so too. And you know what I think the difference is? Like, I, I, I you know, anyone who says to me that was a bad choice, I'd be like, okay, I, I, I have to agree. It's yeah, right. Toby Maguire's odd performance style. Yeah, right. Because he does something... It's it's just something with his performance style in this scene that makes it kind of Lynchian. <laughs> like, it's like... It makes me think of, like... Um, the You know, it's like it's not John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. It's the dwarf in Twin Peaks. Yeah, right, yeah. It's so weird. It's so much like a weird dream. <laughs> it
1: does And I absolutely like
0: agree with you. This is the point in the movie where it embraces itself as a bad movie. And for the next, yeah. I would say... Scene or so in the jazz club, yeah. Um, right, it feels like a moment that the film's accepted itself as bad, Batman and Robin style. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when when we have that fight in the jazz club, I'm like, this is the most ridiculous part of the film so far, and yet this scene feels yet like it the works. Most effective, yeah, and it works better film, than anything else. It's where the film understands what it is, mm-hmm. or what it's become and um it's this only really only this part of this movie that intrigues me yeah me too and entertains me and it's precisely because it it accepts what it is and what it's become. But what
1: was interesting for me was i i you know cuz like i said i i reacted so negatively to sure. it the first time and i saw fa- it and the entire fandom did clearly yeah but uh, to have such a turnaround to realize yeah. that, oh no, this is when the movie is actually working at yeah. its best. Yeah. Was yeah. Uh, was quite a fun find for me. I tell you yeah. what, why don't why don't we take another break? Yeah, I think that's a good point. A good point we'll take another that. break and maybe we'll talk about the bar scene a little bit more and and go sure. on from there. Yeah. All right. Well, Stay strapped in, everybody. We, we, we got we got so much more to get to, including Dude, the a fight coming up. of all fights right after this.
0: They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They'll try new beers. They'll tell you about beers. Think of them as your beer sherpas, guiding you up a foamy-headed mountain to reach the peak of your punt God, I need a beer.
1: We're back once again, everyone. Tom and I are here, finishing up with Spider-Man 3, everyone's favorite Spider-Man film. In in another... If you've had a lobotomy. In, in some multiverse.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> there are enough of those in Spider-Man, aren't there? Yeah.
1: Oh, man, that's funny. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean,
1: did you have more to say about the, the dance scene Not itself? Really. or
0: really, I mean... I- it, it, it I guess it underlines that how... But it's funny, how, I, what I... Sorry, go ahead. How, how un, unlike a superhero movie this is, we've spent the most amount of time on scenes that involve dancing and cooking. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but I also
1: like... I think it's just interesting that in the uh, sort of role reversal of when the movie gets to a certain point of badness, it becomes actually more entertaining and it's beyond just the yeah. dance number so there's a scene after it after the dance yeah.
0: number in which that works too uh what scene is that the 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 bar scene yeah the bar scene but we're still in the jazz club i think i think that that but i'm talking separate glo- from peter just walking down the streets with the yeah no I agree. The odd yeah everything and the finger guns have and the dancing we're of like the, minds here yeah. everything in the jazz club from that the that da- the uh, that walk the dancing and the fight and then as a hard cut where that gloss yes. dissipates <laughs> right. when we get into that church right <laughs> and I mean again like early 30s Hollywood melodrama I right? half expected Victor McLaglen to appear in the background and. <laughs> Having, you know, as an IRA soldier who's just been shot, you know? It, yeah, it's, let's, hear, let's think... hear
1: a final cheer for the last, you know, uh, scene demonstrating the only five people that live in this fucking city.
0: Well, it's... A coincidence I mean, it's...
1: writ large. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's it. Most of the storylines in this movie, they, they only cross over by happenstance yeah. and chance, right? And this is a key example of this. There's no, it's so tenuous that Brock would be in the same church It is at the same time. but
1: there's also, there's a, the slightest continuation of So Bad, It's Good, as Brock sits down and says, it's Brock, sir, and then asks Jesus to kill Peter Parker. Or asks God to kill
0: Peter Parker. <laughs> Just do me this one favor. <laughs> kill Peter Parker for it. Well, me. you go back to Robert Vaughn in Superman 3, oh. it's like... All I asked you to do was kill Superman, and you couldn't even do that. That's guy great. who was unemployed, guy who is bizarrely good at computers. So maybe
1: that's movie. This movie's problem. They just needed uh, to le-
0: lean into the badness more. Well,
1: I maybe they needed a Richard Pryor center to to you know gravitate <laughs> all the storylines <laughs> to. They need
0: that Chewy, Richard. I'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Listen, I uh, listen. I'll I'll def- I'll I'll defend um, Superman 3 by Dying Day, but I don't think adding the premier stand-up of the day to this mix is gonna <laughs> help anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know who it would be in 2007. It would be like, I don't know. Dave Chappelle. Greg Greg, Greg, <laughs> Greg Yeah, like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yes. I now I'm absolutely certain that it would not be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, this this movie became transphobic very quickly. Yeah. Um It's also interesting like how studied the slapstick was in the last movie. Yeah, right. And the equivalent of it here is that joke about the doors being slammed which they think is way funnier than it is right compare that to that broom closet scene in the last film. sure i mean it's apples and oranges chalk and cheese chalk and cheese i love it when you say chalk and cheese i know i that's why i said it <laughs> i've heard you on other podcasts talking about how much you like me saying that <laughs> <laughs> uh. I am nothing if not pandering. <laughs> uh, why is that Aunt may out of focus <laughs> <laughs> when she's the one speaking? <laughs> it wasn't just a mistake. Ah, keep it. We're you... moving on. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, I hate to tell you that is. I mean, that's say that's pure Ed Wood isn't it? That's like yeah, in the right. Edward the movie where they're like, uh, yeah, those cardboard gravestones keep moving it's oh, like ah, oh, no no notice. let's move on <laughs> she's just plain out of focus that's great and i guess it's a choice but why would you have the speaker out of focus <laughs> during a monologue no less
1: yeah it's a fucking hour and 45 minutes until venom proper venom actually shows up in this movie yeah and then immediately finds sandman with yeah, he's our he's our third act villain. What I love, right? When these two meet, one Sandman throws him away, and as is as uninterested in him as the audience <laughs> is, because he yes, immediately yes. turns around and starts walking away, even yeah. though a Spider-Man with a monster mouth just tried to attack him. And then yeah. you have this immediate dialogue from. <laughs> Poor Topher Grace has to say, that's why
0: I've been looking for you all night. Wow. It's, I mean, it's a case of, of too The number of people up Co- at
1: night in this movie. We didn't talk about it, but Peter visits his, his Kurt, he visits Kirk Connors at like what appears to be 2 a.m. to talk about yeah. the
0: symbiote. Fuck it. Fuck. It's like, uh, what's that? Aston Kutcher movie, is it 40 Days and 40... Oh, no it's, no, it's Josh No, Josh that's Hartnett. Josh Hartnett, yeah. Yeah. 40 Days and 40 Nights. Yeah. Maybe it's said in that universe. <laughs> um, when the villains start fighting each other and then also teaming up against each other, it's like a case of too many cooks who don't work in the same restaurant. Yeah, right. You got a guy you got a guy from like PF Chang <laughs> uh, versus a guy from Benny Hanna and they're just like, no, I do the thing with the eggs. Working with no, people no. from
1: El Torito. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, but... Here's a surprise um, for
0: this series, MJ's kidnapped again. Sure. I mean this turns out better than her function is to get kidnapped. By one or more sets of villains right. in each of the film. Um, it gets better. That's all I'll say. Like, it, it actually ends up with her being a bit more proactive than she was in the last movie. But at yeah. this point, it's the, it's the same old shit, right? I it's like just... it. So, what's the... What... And Harry's back. Yeah, what's the butler's name again? Do you remember? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Damn it anyway the speech well, well, i'm happy to ref- i'm happy to refer to him as jeeves if that yeah. helps the the speech that the he... guy he looks like the guy from i don't know if he's the guy they based it on but he looks like the guy from the ass jeeves <laughs>
1: <laughs> was that around in 2007 i it think this good. actor was like pushing 90 or something like that maybe it was over 90 or something because i mean he just looks like he's almost always on the struggle bus but Jesus Christ, yeah. Uh, so there's this moment. I love this moment okay. where you know Spider-Man shows up. He's asking Harry for help. Harry, that wound on his face healed quickly, by the way. See, see, and
0: and we the last like this is a surprise to us as we thought he was dead. Yeah, right. I don't know if the movie is the movie didn't tell us that he didn't
1: die. <laughs> the, right, the, when when grenades blow up next to my face, right. I die. But that's just me. Yeah, I don't have super yeah. green strength.
0: Well, uh, otherwise Spider Man is a serial killer. Yeah, so right. I guess I guess I guess he has to survive.
1: And I love also that Peter looks surprised by his mangled face. Oh, shit! So that went sideways, mm. huh? When I threw that thing at you. But now, anyway, there's on, this, you, moment, you, <laughs> this moment. <laughs> there's yeah? This moment. There's this moment. Where the butler says, (laughs) he says, I dressed his wounds when he came in. There's no question he died by his own hand. How is that? Like, how did he deduce that? Spider-Man could have thrown the glider at him. That's one of a thousand possibilities. I just love that this movie takes the cheap shortcut to say, yeah. Now, I've seen a lot of shit in this house, I'll tell you. And let me tell you something else. There's no question he died
0: by his own hand. Oh, it's fucking great. Well, that's, I mean, that's incredibly sweaty. (laughs) Right. Also, the, also. Now, how also. Also, so. Go ahead. Also, I, well, so, right. So, we're, we're told. Yes. That Harry's lust for vengeance, which has been his driving force in both of these sequels, can be simply talked out of him by a butler? Yeah, right. Who, by the way, had no reason not to say all of this before before
1: this point. (laughs) He says, I would have liked a line that says, now that your face is blown up, I really regret not mentioning this sooner.
0: I submit to you... (laughs) Your vengeance is not that strong if it can be talked out of you by a butler. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, also, I, you know, and, and maybe this is just the Seinfeld of it all, but I feel like when your story point rests on a butler, it's, you're in weak you're, territory. Yeah, you're, you're, you're on the thin part of the branch. Because I, I keep wanting to say, talked out of him by a butler in the Jerry Seinfeld way. <laughs> Because it's that level of storytelling. I also imagined how mad you
1: were that there was a British reporter. (laughs) (laughs) It's well, this, this, I mean, considering your, your anger at the British podcasters. Sure. um... I had to imagine you were saying, what value does this add? Okay. I mean, I guess it's
0: an international story. Why does she have to be British? It's not an international story. It's happening in New York. And it's a good job that news anchors uh, on TV, so that Peter. Yeah, but he's he, a Peter, famous what... LA news reporter. Oh, is he real? Yes. He looks really uncomfortable. Hal <laughs> something. Hal. Uh, Howl... Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow, that guy is not good at his job. I thought he was the one of the worst actors in the movie. <laughs> it's
1: because he's not an actor. And he's
0: only doing what he apparently does every day of his life. <laughs> Maybe it was just the New York of it all that threw him. I'm not used to commenting on an East Coast city. <laughs> I also, uh, I, I have a note here
1: that I really, really like that uh, Venom... Topher Grace, mm. as Venom says, he's got a line here at one point where he says, Do you remember? Do you remember what you did to me? And I desperately wanted Peter Parker as Spider-Man to say, Yeah, it was yesterday.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Um, Posing against the American flag. Now, there's no sense that this is ironic. Oh, right? no, yeah. It feels like... Do you, do you remember that... Um was it like early nineties Captain America movie
1: Mm-hmm. with like, like Salinger's all... son or something like I that. Think like so. JD Salinger's son. I think <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: detail. I think but... as Captain America. Oh, oh, wow. Cause I remember, I, I remember renting that movie when I was younger and I specifically remember one moment in it, which is probably the most, the most jingoistic thing I've ever seen mm-hmm. in a movie. Uh, the, the the president of the United States who is armed and involved is fighting with Captain America of course and they're they're hiding behind cars in a parking lot about to you know spring a trap on the villain like Donald Pleasant's in Escape from New York kinda <laughs> and and Captain America goes Mister President he's like yeah good luck <laughs> and this is what exactly what I, this is the first thing I thought of yeah sure. It's like, that's, you know, th- this reviled Captain America movie is not too different from this. You know
1: what's one of my notes, too? Because when Hobgoblin or Goblin Jr. or whatever. New Goblin. New Goblin is called, actually, in the comics. When he shows hmm. up and kind of, sort of saves Peter. But but uh, <laughs> he says, uh, you know, you a couple minutes earlier would have been nice. Ah, what are you going to do? I'm, it reminded me that in the first two movies, there's great chemistry between all these actors. Yeah. Between MJ, Spider-Man, between Harry. And it's all gone in this movie. It's not well, there. As you,
0: as you said, James Franco's focusing on that intellectual juggernaut of a movie Pineapple Express. He might be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't. I, I, I don't understand it. Every, everyone is off their game, right? Yeah, everyone. like everyone. I mean, when when Thomas Hayden Church gives a totally anonymous performance, right. something is up. Yeah, I mean that's he's an actor I look forward to in films. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with obviously J.K. Simmons, um, of course, and they just can't get it. Partly they can't get a look in on any, to do anything interesting, but you're right. I mean, there's a sense of like nobody's there chiming with, nobody's jibing with anyone. Yeah, not you know, at no all. One's, no one's uh, gelling at any point. Uh, but that's that's both on screen and behind. You know, that's that's with the director too. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just a write off. You know, it's just like uh, nothing is nothing is gelling. I mean one of the
1: one of the biggest of the reasons I knew that even Sam Raimi was failing in this movie mm. is the moment in which Peter has all the bars, you know, the pipes coming down and clanging and <laughs> yes. he chooses to show us a flashback of what we saw 15 minutes ago.
0: Wow, I mean yeah, absolutely. You've lost you you think we yeah, don't know what's happening? You've lost the thread. Yeah. What are you
1: insane?
0: Did did you have the same thought of me that as me that the the popularity of tag team wrestling was partially responsible for this finale? No, because
1: I mean I could trace back tag team wrestling to the eighties. Okay.
0: But like the multiple villains and heroes and some of them decide to fight you know, team up and then Mm -hmm. fight each other. Just, it would seem like WWF logic to me.
1: I mean, we've talked about it before, though. We talked about how even as early as Batman Returns, Mm. you know, had multiple villains and is really the one singular movie that was able to kind of seamlessly put it together. Maybe I'm
0: just trying to rationalize why they would make this this choice. Because it's unmanageable. Oh, it's out of control. Yeah. And then there's a final moment. There's a final
1: moment uh, of, I, you know, it's close to so bad it's good for me when Spider-Man actually starts putting the poles into the cement, yeah. but they have superimposed a little Tobey Maguire face on <laughs> oh, it <God. laughs> that is, I mean, it's laughably ridiculous. Yeah. It's sort of, it's, it's sort of an awe cute Look what they tried. Moments. It's
0: interesting. It's interesting to me that if you look at it historically, the like, the development of CGI. This movie is full of the kind of CGI that still doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Flying, jumping, like the stuff that when you look at it now, you go, "It still looks shit." Yeah, you still got to think of another way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's this movie's baseline. Right. <laughs> It's what drives everything. They should they should have paired JJ up with this child earlier in the film.
1: Yeah, right. I would have been happy yeah.
0: every time he was on screen. It, it was, was with that child. child. It was his child. Talking yeah, right. Talking shit to each other. That's the best comedy in the film. <laughs> and I think you've commented on this before. The mask rips in exactly the same way, yeah, right? As it always does each time. Yeah. Um.
1: And it's taken off of sure him at one movie,
0: point. I'm not sure if the movie knows it or they're just like, well, you know, we already, we, we still got that mask somewhere. So yeah. Put it back on. Put it on. back on. <laughs> um, it struck me that Harry is, like, in the course of this narrative, Harry is really knocked around in this yeah, film. Yeah, he is. He's the Luke Skywalker of this film. <laughs> Coma, amnesia, scarring, and then he dies a sacrificial lamb. Yeah. After getting I mean... clanged again against pipes and buildings,
1: and you know falling to the floor, he and, uh, he gets up is, one last is... time to save Peter. This is where we get. But completely unearned again. There's there's yeah. just
0: no reason to think that he's had that big a turn. Well, he hasn't. I mean, that's the thing. Like you know, all of this, all of this physical punishment is all to delay and offset them getting to this point earlier in the movie because in the natural course of the story this misunderstanding would be resolved earlier. Yeah, right. Yeah. Would totally. be the next thing. But but they wanna they wanna stretch it out for an entire movie and more like in a, a movie cu- a a quarter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like fold in another two villains in yeah. there. Um
1: it's funny. Also, you know, M-
0: MJ's forgiveness of Harry doesn't make sense. She, no. He straight up kidnapped her early in the film. Right. And he was fucking sinister Terrible. when he did. Right. You wouldn't come back from that as easily as it happens no. here.
1: But she and also no shouldn't re- come real back from to that. Peter... The film just
0: wants us to forget that that happened, yeah. I think.
1: And I, Well, she also shouldn't come back from Peter slapping her. No. At the end of the movie when they're dancing, but... Also, that's so funny, like, I I love, there's this, uh, this line from Sandman after all this shit happens and, uh, you know, Peter destroys Venom uh-huh. with one of Harry's bombs while simultaneously trying to save yeah. Porto for Grace and he, he can't manage to do it. So it's just kills him by accident. Yeah. Uh... But I love that sort of the next line in the movie is, I didn't want this, but I had no choice. And you turn around and there's Sandman (laughs) trying to Mm -hmm. put this shit together. And at some point, Peter says, I forgive you. And my note was, oh, yeah, the forgotten (laughs) storyline. We finally got back
0: to it. So we've been, you know, we've been promised this Sandman redemption throughout the film. Yeah, right, right. I don't buy it. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work. (laughs) Um, He hasn't earned it. He hasn't earned it. And I I have the note here. This shows you the kind of fatigue I have with the film at this point. Another murderer to forgive. (laughs) (laughs) This film is just full of people who straight up murder other people that we're told we have to forgive. (laughs) Including our Um, hero. Including, oh, especially our hero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another funeral. Yeah. Why are Gwen and her dad at that funeral? Uh, I don't know. They don't know Harry. I mean, why is James Cromwell there? <laughs> That's I mean... what I'm saying. He's the dad. He's her dad. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yes, that is him, isn't it? Uh, I guess they just wanted to make him feel better about having taken the job. Mm-hmm. We'll get, you, we'll get you in here, James. <laughs> we'll get you in. I can't imagine... Knowing James Cromwell, uh, you know, from what I hear, I can't imagine he would have been happy with... No, yeah. ...being fobbed off like that. Doesn't seem like the guy who takes bad news well. Um, right. Back in the jazz club to end the movie. Right. Uh... I tell you, we've we're talked... Back in the, we're, we're back in the 1930s as well because she's singing a song from Some Like It Heart, Yeah. Right. which I know was made in 1959, but it was set in the late 20s. So, <laughs> Thank you. Before you complain. <laughs> Everybody got that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I think we've talked specifically about the good endings that both the first Spider-Man and the second Spider-Man have. Yeah. And boy, does
0: this one not... It's a non-ending. Yeah, it? I mean this one, this one does not raise to that level. All it all it tells you is that Peter and MJ have got absolutely nowhere in their relationship. To go right? They they've just all all that's happened is that they've seen it tested by some external factors. Mm-hmm. But they're exactly where they were. But that they don't belong together. And between, you know, and I think that's kind of a the famous of, between the end of Spider-Man and the end of Spider-Man 2, there's a de- there is significant development. Right. Right. And the zero here. No, yeah.
1: I think that's sort stops. of a famous thing within comic book fans, too. So I think if you were to ask comic book fans, they would say that Gwen Stacy is supposed to be the more uber love of Peter Parker's life. Mm. So it's interesting that they went with Mary Jane in the first place for these three movies.
0: That is interesting. Are they trying to pander to the comic book fans at this point? I don't know. By bringing, by Gwen br- bringing, there. in Gwen, yeah. I have no idea.
1: All I know is, like, I wrote down. I mean, I, I'm at the credits. Did you have any, Me too. You know, one of my, fr- I said, sad, cr- sad credit music. <laughs> it's just easy. That's what it starts with.
0: Yeah, it, emo bands,
1: yeah. right? It's to me, it's like the, they're announcing
0: this franchise is over. Well, it's partly, yeah, partly that, and then partly the style of Venom. They're trying to link to the emergent emo mm-hmm. subculture, like bands like the Killers, not so emo, Emo, not emo. No, I I wasn't. That wasn't why I brought it up. I genuinely <laughs> had that note. I forgot. I forgot that you once called it emo. Um, but and the killers, who I know people will be angry about saying are an emo band, but they're definitely linked to that. Yeah, one of them. I uh, I wanted to ask was... you which ending credit song is
1: worst, the first or the second one. Oh, I don't know. I put
0: the second I don't one. Know. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we decided to stick with the the black-and-white comic book style of the last movie, mm-hmm. that gives it some consistency, last-minute elevation. Of a um, bad film. I'm struck by the fact that this film has a scientific consultant. <laughs> I forget I forget where any kind of real-world science was mentioned. Maybe when he's talking to Kirk Connors. But even in that scene, he's talking
1: about uh, like alien goon. You haven't gotten any of this on you, have you? When he
0: clearly has, look at him. <laughs> and is it I, the only thing I could think of is in that opening montage with the the lecture? Yeah, right. That, that's that's real stuff being said there. But for all it matters, it could he could have made going it going made up. Peas, yeah, and carrots, he, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. exactly. Nothing's being said that we're going to care about. Um, Greg Nicotero of Walking Dead and. George J. Romero, zombie film fame, built that dog puppet. That I, the only dog I remember, is the one who gets punched. Right. So I'm learning in the credits that that was a that was a puppet, and that someone, the one of the best people in cinema, in prosthetic, yes. built it. I don't remember actually seeing that dog on screen, mm-hmm. or why they had to get a big name in to do it. Yeah to make a dog every once in a while presumably just looks like a
1: dog every once in a while for a movie like this because i always stay until the end of the credits at the movie theater but every once in a while when you see see a movie like this and towards the end of the credits there's a note that says like in all movies this is a work of fiction (laughs) it always manages to get a chuckle out of me
0: (laughs) yeah oh you don't say huh and the credits bear out that how wobbly the effects are in the movie because it's that that trend of several different effects houses yeah working right. so there, there there would be no it's way to too much to get... work
1: for one house
0: yeah and that verifies what you're saying is like they're trying too hard right uh to push what they have rather than pairing it down to what's manageable what can work yeah yeah and that was the, the yeah and the and then you know, emo—the emo, the emo um, feel of the soundtrack.
1: Oh man, Brit And how much? That,
0: how much the haircut and venom is part of that? That look mm-hmm. that that's what they kind of latched on to. Uh, but that's otherwise. That's all I have. Yeah, I'm done as well. With with this podcast, or just <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, exactly. Yeah, you know what. Spider-Man 3, I forgive you.
1: (laughs) Mostly. Partially. Yeah. Somewhat.
0: I mean, it's... I go back and forth. This Also, you know, let's put it in some historical context. Like, it took Marvel a while to really get a run of films going Mm -hmm. that could launch a cinematic universe. Like, you know... Hulk wasn't didn't naturally go into its second film very well. There's of course Blade 2 into Blade Trinity which was a real drop. You got yeah. 2 to 3 here. So there's precedent for this kind of stop-start franchise. Sure. Franchising of Marvel characters uh, and then they get into a run. And that's kind of what it's like now. That's what it feels like now is this kind of stop-start like one good one, one terrible one. One middling one, mm-hmm. one terrible one, a terrible one. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's consistent with uh, with these kind of false starts. Yeah, I, I think there's an overall fandom narrative that, the, cinema.
1: you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is just getting, you know, whatever. Better and better and better and better. And it's more akin to what you were just saying. It there are hits, there are misses. Yeah, there.
0: it's definitely peaked in terms yeah. of like getting a run of films that are consistently good. Yeah. Um, and it took a while. I think it that this shows that it took a while to get to that point. Sure. And of course, you know that that's also discounting that Captain America movie we were talking about. Right. Those incredible Hulk TV movies where you know he's crossing over with Thor and everything. It's sort of like <laughs> they've been working on bringing this stuff to cinema for a while. Sure. Uh, it's 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 uh it it was a work in progress up until very recently in a historical sense
1: well let's lend we'll end on that weird note. What is that a weird note? It's just his that's just history. Know, just, it's like, Read your history yeah, guys. That's the that's the end of today's lesson.
0: Next Wait, week will yeah, be your ma- test. Yeah. Marvel movies are uh,
1: back at this level. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know where we stand. You know what we think (laughs) of Spider-Man 3. How could you not at
0: this point? But you don't know why we don't hate it more. Yeah, right. You got to tell us. Neither neither do we. Neither do we. I got, you know. Affection. Something akin to affection. (laughs) At least twice during this movie.
1: Well, so you're gonna have to find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us an email to everythingsequel at gmail dot com for Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Michael Schantz here of the How Dare You Awards. When you hear us next time, we're pitching. Well, all right, I'm excited. Me Say too. goodbye to everybody, Tom.
0: Where do all these guys come from? <laughs> That's what counts. Too many cooks. That's what counts as comedy in this movie. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember Too Many Cooks? No. The the uh, Adult Swim released in the early hours of the morning. Oh. Hmm. Sitcom title sequence, but it was just it was like a it was a fake sitcom called Too Many Cooks. <laughs> That's great But all you but you didn't get the sitcom. You just got the title sequence, which was like ten minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> and the joke was it was called too many cooks and it was it was every every kind of sitcom that's great but it, but because it was like an 80s style sitcom you had to tell the setup for every one of them <laughs> too many cooks <laughs> so that's what this film reminds me of big time and lines like that just i mean you shouldn't be in franchise fatigue by your third movie right right And you shouldn't know your own problems and put them into the dialogue. Yeah, right. But as we've seen again and again, that's what bad sequels do. (laughs) At some level, they know they're going wrong. Right. And they can't help themselves, but to draw attention to it. To draw attention to it within (laughs) the frame of the screenplay.
1: Yeah. All right. So long, everyone. Until next time.